having the most beloved episode of this show. Peter Winston, how you doing, Pete? I still find it hard to believe that anything that I would do would be the most beloved anything. Uh, literally <laughs> everybody who asks me about this show or talks about it goes, that Brady Christmas episode with Peter was hilarious. Well, that, that, was, that was an on-demand feature of mm-hmm. the wonderful Pluto TV, which I have utilized more and more and more and more ever since then with some of the great channels that are on there, including the one that we'll be watching today. All right. Which one are we watching? We are watching the Family Ties channel. Oh, and Lord. Yes. I am, I am very excited about this. Now, apparently, we are getting an episode from around season four, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Because as the it, it looks like the baby was just born, Andrew, mm-hmm. because they they must uh, that old sitcom trope of we we have to insert a baby into yeah, this. Yeah, you gotta add it, a kid for sure. Although, quite frankly, I think that they took a look at the cast and said, "What is Michael J. Fox still doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> like he literally stars in Back to the Future and continues to do the show for four more years. What what a guy! I mean, oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't realize that. There's nothing more Canadian than, than that. Michael J. Fox, he, he was too he's too bashful to, to say, I, I'm out of here. All right. I, I got Doc Hollywood. I got all these other pictures coming up. Now, he's still going to do 24 episodes a year of good old oh. family ties. Doc Hollywood, huh? <laughs> he pulled that <laughs> one out of nowhere. <laughs> Well, that was, for some reason, that's the first Michael J. Fox movie that's not Back to the Future that I think oh. of. For, for some reason <laughs> I probably haven't seen it in 30 years <laughs> Right It was not great from what I recall No <laughs> So Thir- what made you pick Family Ties Which is, is a- channel 504 by the way And <laughs> I think we're about to start This is a show That I watched as a kid It was on from 82 to 89 I probably picked it up around 84, 85 when I would have been About 6 years old and there's a lot about the Keaton family that reminds me of my own family, even though the kids, I mean, at least until the baby arrived, the kids are backwards, where mm-hmm. the, the one boy is the oldest, and then you get two younger sisters. And my family, I have two older sisters, and I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. And Alex, of course, Michael J. Fox, has this charm about him, where he was written to be a, <laughs> a not a likable character, but honestly the way he's played the role you couldn't help but like him mm-hmm. and then the, the other two daughters mallory and jennifer which you know obviously there was a jennifer boom at some point in time oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i was born in 82 so yes <laughs> I, i'd like to think that you were named after jennifer keaton but it's it's highly unlikely considering i think two episodes probably aired by the time yeah doubtful born. yeah but Mallory is played by Justine Bateman, the Jason mm-hmm. Bateman's sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing they always get, and I only realized this the other day after 30 plus years of family ties, that her name has a hidden meaning in it because her name's Mallory. M A L L O R Y. 
So if you if you read it phonetically a different way, it's mall or why, mm-hmm. which is which is very much 1980s. Although they're in, this is set in Columbus, Ohio. Is it? It's it's very unique in that, that way. It, it's not exactly a, a place where you get a lot of television shows set like just randomly in the middle of Ohio. Usually they'll be in Chicago or in New York mm-hmm. or you know someplace that that people know. But Columbus, yeah. Have you ever been there? I wandered around the outskirts in 1998 when I was out there. Why was I there? Oh, yeah. My friend, my friend Bob was there to see his girlfriend who was at a Christian Bible camp as a counselor. Yeah, that's that's Mm -hmm. I'm from Alabama. I'm familiar. Yeah. A lot of a lot of flies uh, were killed on my windshield during during that voyage. But I've been I, Columbus. I, I like it a lot. I, I didn't get to go downtown, and apparently it's very different. It's a college mm-hmm. town, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. By by the time by the time we're at this point in Family Ties, Alex is in college, but he's not at Ohio State. He's at Leland College, which is a made up thing that is basically mm. a stand in for uh, Stanford of all places. Because okay. I, th- I, th- I think there was some guy named Leland who was involved with Stanford, and that that's why they decided to name it that. But, uh, you know, I was saying how Michael J. Fox, how, how he stayed with this show, even though he was already a bankable box mm-hmm. office star. It was actually for the best for him because he met his wife, Tracy Poland, on the show after he would have done Back to the Future. So good good for him. Here's Worked here's out. the good decisions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So right now they got the baby who had just been born at the end of the previous season, and he's just in the crib. And you got Alex and his it, the parents are Stephen and Elise. And one notable fact about the actors, Michael Gross and Meredith Baxter Bernie, now Mer- just Meredith Baxter, they were born on the same day in the same year. Neat. Probably not something that happens very often, but the way that this show was pitched is hip parents square kids. Ah. Uh. Where they were like hippies in the 60s, mm-hmm. and you got Alex, who's this kind of conservative Republican, you know, mm-hmm. the Ronald Reagan type, as was the style at the time. Mm-hmm. And then Mallory was all obsessed with fashion and that sort of thing, and she was kind of an airhead at times. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer was kind of a tomboy, but also mm-hmm. also would crack wise at what was going on. She just kind of stand off to the side and just make idle comments like that. That was the thing that she was good at. Well, a lot of Jennifers have that in common. <laughs> but she Uh-oh. but she does she doesn't have a podcast. Well, no, true. Well, well, she might by now. I don't I'm, know. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up later, and I'm yeah. gonna find out that Tina Yothers has had a podcast for six years, and I'm gonna be horrified. Right? Tell me there's not a Family Ties podcast somewhere, right? There's you know, got to be. I have never thought to look. And yeah, me there either, are so, but. so many 80s sitcoms that I feel like should have. I mean, I've I've often threatened to, to quit my own podcast and just start a new one going episode by episode through Mr. Belvedere, all 116. Look, but. I'm looking for new shows on my feed, so <laughs> if you want to put together a demo, I'll give it a listen. <laughs> They got a real ass baby, or is that a doll? 
It's it's hard to tell from the from the way that she is holding it. It looked real initially. This camera, oh lord, <laughs> is a very nineteen. He's got the tripod. Yes. Out. <laughs> now I'm feeling um some Steve Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I always he, want to call I like him Michael. Beard. I always want to call him Michael Keaton because <laughs> Michael that's the actor's Keaton. name <laughs> and it's, it's the character's last name. Yeah, he's, he's, he's rocking got that the, beard. Yeah, salt and pepper. And, yep. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he and Meredith Baxter were kind of unhappy during the series because it was one of those deals where, where they thought the show was going to be about them, but mm-hmm. when Michael J. Fox emerged as the star, but. He was uh, apparently so cool that like nobody held it against him. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you can't. I mean, he's awesome. Who who could possibly dislike Michael J. Fox? I right. Mean, it, it's he's one of those people that literally everybody should agree on. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I mean, there's no controversy there. I mean, there's nothing dislikable about him yeah. as a person or actor. And Except maybe not- that he didn't do enough, you know. But he did. I'm like Spin City, like. That was a fucking fun show. That was a terrific show when he was on there. Mm-hmm. And it, it, he has done a lot, obviously, for, for Parkinson's research. Right. He's suffered from that for a very long time. So that's probably part of the reason why why he hasn't quite done as much. But right. his body of work stands up. I mean, maybe not Back to the Future 3 or Doc Hollywood. <laughs> but, you know, we all, we all make uh, mistakes. Hey, I like Back to the Future 3. It's all right. I, I just don't, you know, I there's some about the 1880s, which I think we may have discussed on an earlier podcast. So like, it does sound not, familiar, doesn't it? It's not really, I don't want to live in the 19th century. No, <laughs> like I, I, I just don't. No. It doesn't feel like there was a lot of good stuff going on. Well, you could say that about any century, probably, but. So the premise of this episode is that Jennifer is mad as all, all hell and she's not going to take it anymore. Well, what do you fuck. Think about that? <laughs> she's rocking that purple sweatshirt for sure. And and she does have the the long bangs that that mm. come come down pretty far. And she's she's just not getting the attention that she was accustomed to as the youngest child previously. I yeah, don't know. third I, child syndrome, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what? what does that mean? I mean, well, I mean, if 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 there was another child after me, I probably would have been very confused at first, and then I would have thought about it more, but I would have been like, "Ma, you're like 42. Why why are you why are you having a kid at 42? I mean, you you already reached perfection with the third one, and and we're fine. And, and that and that's how that's how it turned out. Oh no, Alex is uh, being very clumsy with the baby here. Yeah, I mean, what? He, this is hopefully the fake child. The one thing you don't want to fumble is a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they got doing the a good got, job with the cutaways on the real kid. Yes. One thing that they did do on this show, and I think it it was just a production decision that they made, is. When they got to the next season, he's it, it is a real baby in this season, but then all of a sudden, when we get to the next year, he's five years old. Oh right, yeah. Can talk and can say all the wise things that Alex is teaching him because Alex is just basically when he's around, he's just trying to mold him into 
a younger version of himself. Right. I remember. So, like, I remember Family Ties, like, vaguely. Like, it's hard to, like, not know what it is, but I don't recall, like, storylines or anything like that. But I remember the little kid when yeah, he, he gets older. Yeah, he's a little bit. It was the last three seasons, so 86 to 89. And, I mean, you, honestly, you might have been too young. Yeah, uh, probably. For this, but when it was first on for the first probably four seasons or so, it was on Thursday night after that show that show with Felicia Richard, uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner, and uh, uh, some somebody else right, too, right, but right, I, I don't yeah, want to say yeah. his name. Right, I got and you. eventually they got they got bumped off the spot because that guy said, "I want one of my produced shows on after this, a different world." So mm-hmm. Family Ties got bumped to Sunday. The ratings did go down, but it's still still pretty strong. And I remember watching it on Sunday a lot more than watching it on Thursday. I mean, probably mm-hmm. because I was older and can remember more things. <laughs> I don't remember very much from, especially <laughs> from pop culture. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what has Alex done? He went into the baby's room in the middle of the night sleepwalking? Or is the baby crying? The baby is crying and he's okay. he's keeping the entire house awake but please note like the the men in the keaton household have wonderful bathrobes or too. night robes or whatever you want to call them and alex they're all monogrammed too with mm-hmm. apk because he's alex p keaton they are a robe family for sure mm-hmm. it's just showing a door and i'm assuming there's a lot of noise behind the door <laughs> they are <laughs> trying my to captions stink. have fucked up <laughs> They're trying to sing the baby to sleep. Oh, okay, good. And <laughs> this now poor they're like, baby, Oof. his room is like a literal, like just like linen closet in the hallway. Mm-hmm. This, this is about time Alice needs to be moving out. Just saying. I I, I agree. It it is strange that he is still staying there, but you know he's he's committed. He's committed to that family. And committed to the show Family Ties, apparently. Maybe well, he was on like an ironclad contract or something. Pre-infant, but I don't think he signed up for a baby at this point. I think he just sees it as a chance to mold somebody in his own image. And he realizes, well, I may have kids someday. And this would be a good dry run, but I could get. So now they've moved the baby out into the hallway. Oh, my God. And now they're going to stay in the room. Oh, my God. What are we doing? They they did this a lot on this show. Where, like that did not work. Pe- people can't sleep on this show was a trope that they would return to because there, there's another episode where they had a faulty, faulty smoke detector or something in the kitchen that just kept going off. And uh-huh. I had that one on tape as a kid, and I probably watched it a hundred times. So that's why I re- that's probably why I remember this show just constantly having insomnia angles. <laughs> insomnia. Jennifer is still very she was not a part of trying to sing the kid to sleep because she's just because fuck them kids yeah I don't I don't know what she was doing just sitting in a room stewing or yeah or put on put on some headphones and go to fuck sleep she's got no internet <laughs> I know that true she has a walkman probably 
Yeah, that would be it, probably not CDs at that point. It would have no. to be a, a tape. It, you're in that very narrow window where where you get tapes mm-hmm. and you just you know pop it in the Walkman and listen to some. Well, I'm trying to think, this would be about 1985. So there's a uh, Huey Lewis. Let, let's say Huey Lewis. Naturally. Yes. So now we get the lovely commercials. Do we yes. get the same commercials this time? So I had a CVS one and then a cricket one. Okay. Amazon right, now. Oh, I have Allstate. Yep, that's a classic. Wait till you get the uh, Olive Gardens. It's <laughs> a trope on the show. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Do you, do you think they just well, bought a bunch of time? Or, or is it I a mean, function of where you live? Where there is... Is there are there more Olive Gardens and closer to you? Or I'm super curious about the algorithm that shows me commercials on Pluto. Like I want to know about there. Like I'm just fascinated by the whole thing, the whole platform. You know, like advertising and how that all that works. And you you need to get an exec. You need to get an exec from Pluto TV on here and just be like, look. I know people want to ask you about shows that might be coming and all that sort of stuff, but I really want to know about the advertising algorithm. <laughs> it's very interesting. Oh, okay. Now we're back. Are you back yet? Yep. And okay. poor Steve are, and Elite. Yeah. They are they are a little old to to have an infant, so it's very they tough are. on them. Yeah. Alex, I'm, I'm hoping that was a whole story while she was pregnant, is that she was too old to be doing this. Or did they show her pregnant? Or what was the deal? They they did show her pregnant. In real life, she actually was pregnant, and they incorporated it into the storyline. It was probably something that they wanted, because as I mentioned, you know, they right. probably wanted to make it a little bit younger, because even, even Jennifer at this point is, you know, reaching high school age, mm-hmm. and you want to have a more... It, ch- it changes the dynamic, bringing that baby into this. How old are they supposed to be, the parents? My guess is that they had Alex at a relatively young age. So I'm going to say at 22 or 23. And I would peg Alex at about 20 at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that means they would be 42, 43. Oh, right. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they look because they're as awesome as I am, and I don't have any kids. <laughs> Right, but they also look like older than that to me. You know, like an '80s parent is way older, older looking than a today's parent. I do. Th- Stephen did not have the beard the first season, by the way. So I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you'd like him as much then. But he did probably look not. youthful at that time. Elise, I think, is probably. I mean, because she had the kid in real life as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's probably a little bit beleaguered and tired. Also, she had kind of a troubled marriage where mm-hmm. she was married with Baxter Bernie during the series and she got divor- divorced from, from Bernie. Mm-hmm. So his name was not Bernie Bernie, although that would be great. <laughs> yeah, it would. And she, she's married to a woman now, I think. Really? So. Yeah, so it took a while for her to really kind of, you know, find herself in life. What the hell is that outfit that Jennifer's wearing? Yeah, this is some some of the kind of shit that Jennifer's like to wear when they're teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I may have had something similar. Uh, there was a sweater vest phase. Um, <laughs> there was a vest phase in general. But I think that Mallory is pretty fashionable. Like you said, that's her deal, right? Yeah, and it becomes, in the later seasons, she becomes like a, you know, a fashion designer of of sorts. I mean, as much as one could be in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, right, yeah. <laughs> fashion capital of the world. Because they all, they all kind of, you know, while, while they graduate high school, none of them really move out. They're, they're, all, they're all still kind of hanging around. Get a job. Move out, kids. I mean, with Alex, he's probably just thinking of it in terms of, well, if I if I stay money. here longer, I can I could save up some money. Mm-hmm. And when the series ends, he does he does move to New York at that time. So that that's what happens when the series ends. And there has not been a reunion because nobody in the everybody in the cast wanted there to not be a reunion. And in fact, they wanted the last episode to be that they all die in a plane crash. No, I, they did I swear, I swear to God, it it that would that would have killed the series in reruns because a, a a finale like that on a like a lighthearted sitcom it absolutely kill the series. No pun intended. And I, I think dark how as I, shit. I, yeah, like how I met your mother, like antagonized <laughs> people who watched that show in that last season, and, right. then, and now nobody wanted to watch reruns of it once True. once it went into syndication, or once the series ended. I watched it a lot, but everybody avoids that last season. Yeah, and it's through no fault of the girl who mm. played the mother. When you get to the last couple of seasons here, a- Alex does not actually. I mentioned that Michael J. Fox you know, met Tracy Poland while doing this show, but that's not who he ends up with at the end of the series. He's with a young actress by the name of Courtney Cox. Now, I, I don't know if she's. I don't know if she ever went on to do anything. I know she was mm. in a Bruce Springsteen video at one point. Right. And and she married. We should IMDb but... her and see if she did anything else. <laughs> so, okay. I have a theory about the kitchens and sitcoms. So, like, like I said, like, I was never, like, super into the show, but I know what their kitchen looks like. Right? Like, I know what the kitchens look like of all the sitcoms, you know, of this era and beyond. It's just mm-hmm. like a thing because most of the fucking scenes are set in kitchens. So I think that's where my obsession with kitchens comes from is sitcoms like this. Well, this show in particular, a lot of the scenes take place in that kitchen, probably mm-hmm. more more in the kitchen than even in the living room. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it kind of burns into your brain. Like the, the Brady Bunch kitchen because right. of the gar- garish orange everywhere <laughs> and all, all that. And uh, uh, the ones that are more set in apartments, the, those don't stick quite as much. I mean, I remember the Seinfeld one, obviously, mainly for the episode where, yeah, Friends and yeah. you know, and, and a few others. But they do they do spend most of the time in the kitchen here because that's where that's where Skippy, the the annoying neighbor boy played by the great Mark Price, <laughs> would would make his way in to basically just bother everybody, and he had un requited feelings for Mallory. Mm-hmm. Which... Oh, I remember him. Did he have a stupid hat or am I thinking of something else? 
he would occasionally wear a stupid hat. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking sure. of growing pains. Was there a stupid hat annoying neighbor in growing pains? I, well, I know that there was a guy named Booger. On, yes, on maybe that's pains. who I'm thinking of. And, and then there was there was some kid named DiCaprio who lived oh, in yeah, a trash yeah. can that they yeah, incorporated right. later. <laughs> trash can. I, I love how DiCaprio to me for years was the kid from Growing Pains. Like he's in Titanic. I'm like, no, he's the kid from Growing Pains. I don't care. No, <laughs> he was the kid living in the garbage uh, that the Seavers took in. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of this show. Uh-huh. In, in preparation for this and what's interesting is they hadn't shown any of the episodes after season three from what i had watched and this is an episode from season four so nice. they've basically entered the unknown zone for mm-hmm. me or mm-hmm. stuff that i have not seen in in years and years i mean i was r- really uh, you know i am not a religious man but i was praying three times a day for the episode where <laughs> Tom Hanks, the drunk uncle, shows up and he slaps Alex so hard he he flies across the room and nearly falls through the kitchen uh, coffee table. <laughs> I mean, is that your favorite episode? It's it it is. I mean, yeah, it's probably my favorite episode of this, <laughs> of this show. Just just because I mean, it's it's Tom Hanks before he's in really much of anything, and. He's 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 so good at it, playing this, you know, just pathetic drunk who was once on top of the world, who Alex adores. And eventually they convince him to to seek treatment for alcoholism and and other issues. Uh But what one critique of family ties and, you know, I'm not going to just lavish it with praise here is it was a little little bit little bit preachy sometimes. Mm. But a lot of shows in the 80s were like that. I mean. Everybody had to have an AIDS episode, it seemed. Like, by the time you got to, like, 87, even the freaking Golden Girls had an AIDS episode. I mean, (laughs) like, do you really think that, you know, I mean, Blanche is the one that you probably should have done it with, but instead they did it with Rose. (laughs) That's not, I was not. Wow, wow, that was judgy. Um, Well, I'm just saying that Blanche had a certain persona that was a little bit more high risk than anybody else on uh, on uh, on that crew. Sure, sure. What did you want me to say, Sophia? <laughs> Picture it. Sicily, Blood transfusion. Just saying. Okay, so it looked like Jennifer was having a bunch of um, nobody loves me issues, from what I could tell. She has a lot of stuff on her wall. Yeah. Also, lot Jennifer's love lots of things on their walls when they're teenagers. <laughs> Trying, I, I could see. That looked like Madonna circa 1984, 85. Yeah, very, very eclectic mix, mix yeah. there. I'm entirely sure what she's going for. Couple Duran Duran things. Yes. Yes, I did see that. And that and that makes sense because that's with the times. Yes. She's Are a tomboy. Episodes an hour or thirty minutes? Thirty minutes. Okay. She's a tomboy, but she's not like it's not like she rejects everything and just only mm-hmm. plays sports or anything like that. I, I think she's fairly well-rounded mm-hmm. as, as as a character. And I do like the wisecracking element when she is able, you know, yes. as, as I said, just stand off to the side because they didn't write as much story for her 
because Mallory, I mean, just Steve Bateman's the, the cuter one, objectively speaking, by most people. And Michael J. Fox is the star of the show, even though he's third build, which is another thing that cracks me up. It's like <laughs> Meredith Baxter Bernie's getting billing over over Michael J. Fox on this show. Well, she's the mama. And Jennifer's having a heartfelt conversation with the infant. She's like, well, I guess I won't smother you in your sleep. Um, <laughs> that was my plan when you were born, but the family seems really attached to you. So I guess I'll just try to take care of you. Um, but don't cry at night anymore. And you're kind of ugly looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's about time that she bought in and that now the kid's going to be a lot. Oh, she's snuggling. Oh, that's cute. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the baby is laughing and she wants everybody to rush in so of course they're all going to rush in because because jennifer's back she's back in the fold everybody oh now they have a sweet family photo and her in that outfit unfortunately yeah she's still wearing that yellow and uh, yellow over turquoise i mean that's that's Bold. a choice a choice well we have um another episode coming up you want to watch it oh yes of course all right getting some different commercials here monster trucks oh bud light oh that monster jam what is this there's a lot i just got one for total wine and more does that store exist down by you no but i went to a Something similar to that when I was in Minnesota, and it had a weird name like that. It it, it it might have been might have been the same place, but they have that up here, and I know they have it in New York as well. Uh, it 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 is a massive liquor store, the kind of one where if you go too deep into the store, like you you lose cell phone reception. In uh -huh. in the year two thousand twenty one, you lose cell phone reception. I want to say that was where we went. It that was does, yeah, it was like the Walmart sense. of liquor stores. Like it was huge. Yeah, it, it, it's basically Maple, in the, yeah, the style of that. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's a terrible name, though. I didn't even remember it. Mm. <laughs> well, also, I'm me. <laughs> one one ad I just got was for IMDb TV, which amuses me in that it's an advertisement for another streaming channel on the streaming on a, channel that yeah. we're watching. <laughs> They do that. See, that's what I'm saying. That's interesting because I get commercials for other streaming stuff on here. Why not take when your the, money? They, advertiser shit. And they get the little bumper there that where yeah, Pluto yeah, TV appears on the screen with the yellow dots flying at you. It's very trippy. And Hyper under space. certain circumstances, I cannot stop staring at it. Only yes. in certain circumstances. Yes, it's hypnotic for sure. And now the closing credits theme, which is one of the greatest closing credit themes of any show of all time with the kind of smooth jazz and then leading into the production credit sit ubu sit good dog Roof. ubu being the dog of one of the producers ubu you know how many years i thought it was boo boo um... <laughs> jennifer it says ubu right on the screen i know but i swear he says boo boo <laughs> 
Well, at one time, I thought it, I thought Sidubu sit was like one, one whole word. <laughs> Sidubu sit, like it's like it was something in Swahili. It does sound like that. The opening theme has lyrics. Yes. And we'll bet we'll be together for a million more. Got started, you think, on the night we kissed. Can't remember what I ever did before. What would we do, baby, without her? What would we do, baby, without love? You know I'm recording this, right? Oh, I, I, I know you're recording <laughs> I, I have absolutely, absolutely no shame about singing the Family Ties theme. This, they did different openings to this. This is the painting one where yeah, like the painting. person starts doing, like, starts using a very thick paintbrush. Yeah. Or a very fine shirt. details. Yes. Yeah. It's certainly unique. It, the first season, it's, it's Steve and Elise kind of like a hippie rally, like, you know, mm-hmm. fists in the air and stuff. And then they show them with their baby. It's very, very different from everything you would see mm-hmm. going forward. Which kind of gives you the indication that, yes, this was going to be a show about the parents at one time. And the episodes of revolving around the parents are rather interesting. I mean, I'm kind of into seeing them. Um, because, like, 90210, it, like, the parents, like, rapidly became non-entities in that show james Eckhouse um, got jobbed he got yeah. jobbed on that show that was a vehicle for james x house and it got stolen away by by dylan and brandon and that and that that mean nasty brenda yeah well you know i i'm very fond of daddy wash myself but can't help it with, with that all-star cast it just was what happened Look, I didn't even watch 90210 that much, and yet I still have a picture of James Eckhouse on my phone. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Everybody should have a picture of him on their phone. Uh, but but should it be my screen lock photo? I, I don't yeah. understand. This. Yes. Yeah. All right. So what's going on in this episode? They're having breakfast in the kitchen. Okay. Oh, you're oh you're already back. I'm I'm mm-hmm. getting a um. Apparently some sort of oh Yahoo Finance. I thought it was okay. I will pause. All right, it's back now. And they have a visitor who I don't recognize as being a regular character from the show. Yeah, I didn't know who that was. And for some reason, I'm unable to pause. Huh? It might be. It'll sync up eventually. Did they actually make food and eat them during the scenes? You know, they I are don't, eating in so many scenes. I don't know, but I, I like their stove. Me too. I love their stove. It might be because I can actually see it because it, it, it faces diagonally and you can kind of see it. I've but, always thought that it looked so freaking weird in that <laughs> in that kitchen, though, because that kitchen is like super like Midwestern 80s. And then the stove looks like it's in like a country house where i grew up like <laughs> like it, you know it's like it's yeah. very out of place looking it does seem like when they maybe they remodeled the kitchen at a certain point and and steve and elise they sat down like all right well all right elise what what, what do you what do you want in your dream kitchen it's like look 
I just want the basic Midwestern motif, but I want a really good stove. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that's what I've, I've penciled in the backstory mm-hmm. for that. Now, th- this episode here is entitled, Don't Know Much About History. Alex and his good friend James, who is the fellow sitting at the table there, go into business together as tutors for their fellow students at Leland. So we are going to get uh, some Alex in college bits. But here. do they show him in college? Do they ever yeah, they- navigate from the house? Yes, okay. they they do start doing scenes where Alex is at college and that that is where, you know, the Tracy Poland character comes in and th- there's there's another episode where he's interviewing at colleges, but they do stick to the house for most mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm. If if you go all all seven years, I'd say 90 to 95 percent of all the scenes are set in this in this one house. Does that bother you, or do you like that? No, I, I, I like I like that. I mean, they, they they'll go to like Stevens work or you know Alex's school. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't quite see as much as I recall with Mallory or Jennifer with them out in the wild, so to speak. So this is one of their potential students that they're gonna tutor. He looks like he's old enough to be a teacher at their school. Yeah, he does. I I like how he's sitting there like they're interrogating him. Yeah, <laughs> like, it looks like, like it's going to turn into reservoir dogs here yeah. any second. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember the reservoir dogs episode of Family Ties? <laughs> you know, when, uh, when when Alex shot a guy? I... <laughs> that was one of those hidden episodes. They pulled Special. it from syndication, but they aired mm-hmm. on Pluto. <laughs> yeah, see Alex with the monogram on his yes. sweater? Yes, yes. Bring it back the old Laverne and Shirley with the L. <laughs> Where's the baby? They've oh, they, already they, forgotten they, about they, the baby. <laughs> there, there was an instance where they taped an episode like a year before and they didn't they didn't run it, but they ran it a year later and just kind of inserted it, even though Jennifer is consider what? looks considerably younger and has different hair. Um, why? That is not so clear. I think part of the reason might be in season three, they started to run into some issues with Meredith Baxter Burney's actual pregnancy and Michael J. Fox was making Back to the Future at the same time. Oh, okay. And apparently Michael J. Fox went without sleep the entire time because he would, he would do, they wouldn't let him out to do the movie. Like they wouldn't let him cut back because they were, afraid what that would do to the show so he did a full schedule of this and was doing back to the future as well so he's working like 20 hour days it's tough being a movie star and a tv star we have a very nice looking woman who appears at the door also she looks way older than them does she though because i think in the mid 80s some people would just look older when actually they were 20, 21 because they would just I sit mean, out. The sun yes, all but just like even with that, I feel like she looks way older than them. Just like with this guy. That is true. Yes. I, I mean, really they are my captions would work, but they are not. Yeah, Mike, 
I gave up on the captions and I actually have the sound piped into my ears underneath my oh. bigger my bigger headphones that yeah, it's a pretty cool setup. Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean I'm five seconds behind you here. True. Then again I'm five seconds behind most people. <laughs> also true. Did you have many tweed jackets? I don't think I've ever owned a tweed tweed jacket. Perhaps I should look into that. I feel like I could get a good deal on that. I also feel like I would be ridiculed mercilessly for it. Perhaps. <laughs> because, it, yeah, I think you have to be a teacher in order to wear that. Like, you have to be professorial. Only only teachers can wear tweed. But would you do the leather elbow patches or no? I would absolutely do the leather elbow patches. Yeah, you gotta do it. Simply... Simply so I could make that Simpsons joke where Homer destroyed two jackets in order to... He, he actually did a leather jacket with tweed patches instead. <laughs> Homer, you've ruined a perfectly good jacket. Now that I jacket. think about it, you should probably do that instead. Correction. Two perfectly good jackets. <laughs> so are they going to fight over their uh, tut tutoring uh, <laughs> duties with this hot chick? It it does feel like it might be trending in that direction, although th they seem to get along quite mm -hmm. well. Like there's no mm -hmm. no friction or tension between May these the guys. Best man win sort of thing. Yeah, although although it may it may change as we get further into this, and mm -hmm. you know, once they learn more about this young woman, once they learn she's a grandmother, um, oh. I won't be as interested. She doesn't look that old. Come on. <laughs> no. I, I'm I'm looking forward to looking it up and finding out. Oh yeah, she was actually uh, 37 years old when this See? when this saying. aired or something. Yeah, she's hitting it off with her tutors. Yeah. What was the friend's name? James. James. Okay, that's a great name. I always loved their brick wall behind their giant stove as well. Yeah, they, I mean that. I, I like that kitchen, although I hate the wallpaper. Oh, I would, the wallpaper I that wallpaper atrocious. immediately. Yes. And like, greenery, like any kind of like fake plants in the kitchen. Eh, what are we doing? Like, why? You don't need dust in your kitchen. I I do not want any wallpaper in, in my house. No. Like I, I grew up in a house with a lot of wallpaper. And then later in life, I had to scrape said wallpaper Ugh. off. And... The scraping is what keeps me from ever wanting to have, although it certainly has fallen out of style, I, I would think. I've seen like some contemporary wallpaper stuff, which, you know, everything evolves. They find like easier ways to like put it on and all that stuff. And um, I think you could do like a wall of wallpaper, but I wouldn't want like a room of wallpaper. How, how would you do the wall, though? It's like an accent wall, like if you had like a fun print or something on a wallpaper, like if it was maybe had like like the chair rail, or whatever, and it was like a half a wall, then mm -hmm. do. Okay, that makes sense. I also have to correct something that I said earlier. This is actually the near the end of season three. I thought it was the beginning of season four. But... Oh, okay. This episode here aired February 14th, 1985. It's the 20th episode of season three. And the woman is play, 
The guy James is played by somebody named Jeff Joseph. I don't mm-hmm. know who that is, but no. Ro- Robin, the woman, who by the way her name is Robin Green of all things, uh, is played by Nancy Everhart. Okay. Was is in... eighty years old currently? Let's see. She was born in November of 1957. So at the time this would have been taped, she was probably 27 years old. Yes. Mm, 37. More like. <laughs> oh, I thought I had screwed up the math and you were correct. <laughs> like, you're an accountant? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm not I'm not good with that uh, simple stuff. I, I have to, do, you know, calculate more. <laughs> Oh God! As they go, let's see if we get the same commercials again. I think this is a camera commercial that I get. That's my one, my one critique of Pluto TV is that I've never been able to figure out how to pause. And I'm not, and I'm not saying I want to pause stuff for twenty minutes at a time. Mainly, it's mm-hmm. I really need to go to the bathroom or something, or I'd like to grab, you know, a drink. Something, mm-hmm. something to that effect. But if I if I were to hit pause right now, it, nothing happens. There's a bizarre commercial with a bubble flying through the air, and everybody is <laughs> watching it. There are a lot of ads on here where I don't even. This is also for Accenture. What's, what the hell's going on here? I'm on Allstate. Yeah, I, I have to imagine that they regionalize the advertisements. There's but when count, you have yeah. the Pluto executive on, you can ask. <laughs> I will. I will. You got to find out who runs Pluto TV and get him or her on on this on this program. Stat. I think it's probably run by committee. You know, like wrestling. Pluto TV is fully owned by Viacom CBS. In January 2019, they announced they would require 100% of the company for $340 million in cash. Huh. I, I like the picture of some, a bunch of dudes with briefcases uh, carrying $340 million. Here you go. Like, <laughs> oh, we, I'm sorry, we, we, we don't have exact change. <laughs> <laughs> and with sales tax, that comes to. What else do you watch on Pluto? Wings. Religiously. Wings. Okay. I have probably seen every Wings episode on there four times now. And I've only oh been watching God. it for months. <laughs> I was going to say, Jesus. It's all Wings 24-7 at Pete's house. And I endorse that because they do not show the Wings episodes from like the last season or two when Tom Hayden Church ain't there anymore. Uh, they, yeah. they, show, they show the good ones from early on, which well, if I'm ever asked back to do uh, an episode on wings, I'll, I'll I'll save my thoughts for that show. Cause okay, yeah, we'll tease that one. But that that's uh, in fact, I probably watched that even more than this channel. I've watched the Happy Days mm-hmm. channel, which I, I listened to the show that you did. I can't remember who you had on talking Happy Days. It was probably that was Damato. Damato. Yeah, yeah. Damato, Damato would actually remember that show. Yes. Although I re- I remember watching the last episode of Happy Days. That was a fun show. I remember watching the last episode of Family Ties as well when they introduced the whole cast and they did like mm-hmm. a curtain call thing at the at the end on like on camera. That fruit that fruit on the uh, counter is uh-huh. fake. It looks fake. Where's the baby, Pete? 
I think that they clearly taped this before the baby. <laughs> Pluto sometimes runs stuff out of order, I think. Hmm. I don't know. I think they've already forgotten about the baby. Yeah, the ba- the baby is uh, Skippy is caring for the baby, and uh, <laughs> there you go. That, that's that's a terrible idea. So yeah, the ba- the baby is born two episodes before this, <laughs> and we don't see it. Yeah. So since you can hear the show, not not very well. <laughs> okay. I'm too bu- I'm too busy blathering on about wings. Now all I can think about is Tom Hayden Church. I like the relationship between Steve and Elise as well. Like mm-hmm. they they seem they seem to really love each other. Although there was that episode where the the woman strongly came on to Steve, and he he re- he resisted her her charms. Well, obviously. But Mer- Meredith Baxter Bernie is thought of as quite the I mean one of the uh, one of the milfiest TV moms that uh, around in the in the eighties. Oh, okay. Would you agree with that? I don't think I find her as attractive now as I did maybe like twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I think you know Judith Light came along, and mm-hmm. a couple of who, who's the one from? Oh, Joanna Kearns from from Growing Pains. <laughs> and there, there was a, there was a pretty strong roster of good-looking moms on TV sitcoms in the 80s, which is probably why people remember them so fondly. You know, you're not wrong. Yeah. Peg Bundy, obviously. Um, oh, Got to yeah, be at the yeah. top of the list for yes. hot TV moms. There's an interesting sweater that Mallory is wearing. I don't... I thought those were pockets at first, but then they're kind of misaligned. No, it's just a design feature. Yeah, it's like a Southwestern-looking motif. Yeah which probably she... was not easy to find in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, are are her and Jason twins, or are they just bro and sis? Brother and sister. Okay, because they look exactly alike in the face. Yep. And sometimes they're not I... that far apart in age, are they? I don't think they are, no. In fact, sometimes I wonder if Jason Bateman auditioned for the role of Alex. Right. <laughs> which I, I obviously Michael J. Fox, I can barely picture anybody else pulling off the role as good oh, as him. No. And also Jason Bateman at the time was kind of thought of as a as a prick and kind of difficult to deal with for a young actor. So I've always had that kind of thought about him that I always thought he was just like one of those dick guys. You know? Well you were you were right when he was a young man, but apparently right. He matured and mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. became much more tolerable by the time Arrested Development and all that stuff right. came along. What show was he on when he was little? What was his show? He was on Silver Spoons Silver the first Spoons. couple of seasons, which is a show that does not hold up at all. So mm-hmm. I not I, I just recommend just about any 80s sitcom, but not that and not Mama's Family. Later, he was on Valerie, which was the mm-hmm. Valerie Harper show that became the Hogan family when Sandy Duncan stepped in when Valerie quit. And then after after Hogan family, I don't really felt like you heard from Jason Bateman for a while because mm-hmm. I think he had a bit of a bit of a reputation. So what's your beef with Mama's family? I just never got that show and I, <laughs> I found the comedy on it to be slightly grating. Uh, okay. 
like I don't have a problem with Vicky Lawrence, but that that character just bugs me for whatever reason. And it would always be on when I was a kid, and I was yes. just be sitting there like there are so many other better shows that could be on right now. Like well, why why aren't you showing one of them? Uh, I love that show. It you probably pick- doesn't hold up, but. <laughs> You picture me as like a little seven-year-old, like yeah. uh, aspiring Angry. TV programmer. Yes. Like, yes. like I know better than these egghead television executives who, to what to put on on their Saturday morning at 11 a.m. TV slot. You were an angry old man when you were seven, I'm sure. I was an angry old man and an angry young man. It was all bundled, all bundled into one. One all big that ball anger. that was going to explode at any time. About mama's family. Yeah, I just really had it. I really had it out for that for that character and Martin Short's Jiminy Glick character years mm. later. Those two mm. characters just bugged me. Although I eventually came around a little bit on Jiminy Glick because mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I, I would I would agree him being a bit grating, but also hilarious. Are they still fighting over this chick? Yes. She doesn't want anything to do with either one of them. Yeah, I think I think she's gonna pull a uh, Kelly Taylor and choose her. Choose me, <laughs> and me and my big belt buckle. Oh my God, that is a huge belt buckle. She does not enjoy being the object of some adolescent Look, competition. I Do just most... came here to get tutored, and then all of a sudden, two di- dudes are fighting over me. Like, get a grip. Oh, there's the baby. The baby's returned now. Oh, now they have a baby. <laughs> Skippy brought it back. Kind of disappointing. I don't think Skippy makes an appearance on, on this episode either. Yeah, I'm going to have to look him up. When I'm I was sort a... of obsessed with Mallory's ponytail right now. She did have very good hair. She start, has excellent series. hair. Everybody does on this show. Michael J. Fox, the the Alex B. Keaton is kind of like a standard 1980s mm-hmm. hair hairstyle with like the it, it covers the ears somewhat. Right. White man style. Yep. Yes. And now we got the Alex changing diapers sequence. Somebody's at the door, and I'm hoping that it's Skippy. <laughs> This baby in the 80s is wearing a cloth diaper closed with a clothespin, a giant clothespin. Ah, but remember, Steve and Elise are hippies, so they're very right. environmentally conscious. So they True. they would do something like that. They really put a lot of thought into these characters, didn't they? They sure did. <laughs> that was very close attention to detail. <laughs> you think a so lot of now- hippies had late in life babies as well? Uh, I don't know if they, I don't know if they would have had as many late in life. I think a lot of them would have had earlier, right. like, like with them and Alex. Most hippies maybe didn't make it to have late in life babies. Like the, the unspoken thing that's going on here <laughs> is that clearly Andrew is an accident because there Obviously. is no freaking way that they were looking to have another kid at age 43 or whatever it was. Some 20 years after the, you know, the first kid is finally, you Look, know. Look, all those uh, kids were accidents, Pete. Well, you know, 
<laughs> Stephen Keaton, he's a man of power and passion. You know, that, that's why he has that beard. No pull-out game whatsoever. <laughs> why'd, you have, why'd you have to say that when I had uh, when I had liquid in my mouth? I almost I uh, just sprayed it everywhere. Oh, my God. They're showing his naked little child. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, what? That is a real baby. He is manhandling. It's it it is it is a little strange, yes. Put the fake baby. Where's the stunt baby? They use they use two babies because that's the way they do it in Hollywood. Is that they have I know, two but twins. they shoot <laughs> real baby. <laughs> that was so awkward. Does that kid ever get made fun of now? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember seeing. I you mean, it was about- like full ass cheek. I mean, like it's a baby. I'm not sexualizing the baby. I'm just saying it looked really funny. <laughs> yes, very, very, very different back back then. I, newborns I, are kind of gross looking for the most part. <laughs> really. <laughs> I it, yeah yeah. I mean, you know, they, they don't they, get cute until they're like six months old. They do require some cleanup early yeah. early on, as as I understand it. At least I guess is not a breastfeeding hippie, because I never seen her feeding this kid. Oh, oh no! This oh, no. poor oh. little pale little child! Oh my god! Oh no! I I, I bet I bet Stephen was just like, look, look, honey, I'm keeping that milk for myself. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> I'm tripping out over this baby. I can't. <laughs> and what what's so funny is in preparing for this podcast, as I said earlier, I I was expecting a non-baby episode. <laughs> and, and I asked for the baby the entire episode, and then when they showed it to me, I freaked out. So yeah, you're like, "Where's the baby? Where's the baby?" And <laughs> like, I, and oh God, baby no, not the baby's ass in the face. <laughs> I was not prepared. Yeah. So did they, I guess him and his buddy resolved their issues and we should yeah, have been fighting over a girl or whatever. It's easy to resolve the issues when the girl basically flips out on both of them right. and, and just, it just walks away. But uh, honestly, in, in most shows, they would kind of play it off. Like the girl wants the two guys to fight over her. And that's the psychology that they would want, but not here. And my screen just went to black like it was the last episode of The Sopranos, which <laughs> I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Podcast is over, Pete. Well, no, I, I, ju- I just flipped to the next channel and flipped back because that resolves a lot of it. And it did here, too. And that resolves a lot of Pluto TV issues. Just just change one channel and change it back. It's like taking the batteries out of your remote and then like <laughs> turning the, turning them the other way, like, you know, changing it to the other side. Pluto TV Pluto, version. Pluto hacks. Yes. <laughs> I think is there going to be an extra scene, or are we done? No, they're just going to go to the closing credits. The, the credits. Oh boy! All right. Well, is there anything that you want to promote before we get out of here? Yes, I do a lovely little podcast called Greetings from Allentown, where I cover an episode of wrestling TV in my own style, where I talk about a lot of different random things, like sometimes family ties. I think in the a lot last, of Golden Girls. The last episode that I taped, I I spent some time talking about the music on Golden Girls again, 
which I, I think I've spent 25 minutes over the last year talking about just the music, like the bumpers, not even the theme songs. I'm yeah. talking like the stuff that they would play into the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like you got the super sad music and whatever, but yes, that, that, that is, I cover a whole host of stuff on that podcast. And then I do GFA live on the weekend with my pal Keithy, where sometimes we watch wrestling. Sometimes we watch movies. We're going to do one with casino coming up soon. Nice. Hopefully, hopefully the DVD doesn't crap out on me. Like, <laughs> like it has in the past. It's some other movies, but yeah. And I'm on Twitter at GF Allentown pod. Okay, so as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Jenny Position and check out the Facebook page. I will link all of my shows there. Um, Right now, you can hear an episode of The Journey Through Infinity. Uh, Me and my three co-hosts, we talked about Spider-Man Homecoming. We are in the 16th, I believe, chapter of that journey. So listen to that. It was really good. Um, There's a new episode of Hot Tokes with me and Vanessa in which we talk edibles. Even if you don't get into that sort of thing, listen to it anyway. It's it's fun and entertaining. The newest, Geek and Sassy, should also be available uh, by now. Uh, Miranda and I finally got back together um, to record an episode of my very first podcast that I ever started. And um, you can find that right here on this feed. My wrestling content you can find at the Place to Be Wrestling feed and the North South Connection podcast feed. And thank you so much, Pete. I appreciate you telling me all about the family ties. Oh, it's oh, it's my pleasure anytime. I'm always up for 80 sitcoms, except for you know Mama's family. 